Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today, on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome to Executive Presence Morsels. Today, it's episode 215. I can't believe we're over 200 episodes. Uh, we're quickly approaching, I don't know if it's 261 or 262, which will be uh, a year's worth of daily episodes. Not a single day missed for vacations or holidays. Uh, every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. sharp Eastern, bringing 5 to 10 minutes of executive presence morsels to you uh, so you can help elevate your career through the power of executive presence. So the topic today in terms of the gardening metaphor, which we've been playing around with, is overcrowding, right? If you think about planting a garden and seeds, let's say you're uh, planting some tomato plants or some flowers, there is sort of an ideal distance uh, to get the best use of the soil um, apart in which you plant those seeds. If you plant too many too close together, they're going to overcrowd. They're going to be um, drawing too much on the same resources, and none of them will develop as well as they would if you had just given them the right amount of space. And I like to think about this in terms of, of, of people and in terms of how we uh, structure the support that we give people. So... Um, in some organizations, uh, I don't know why this happens, maybe it's an oversight, maybe it's just bad management, where you could have one person who's responsible for reviewing uh, the performance of like 50 people. I mean, think about that. I mean, a lot of people barely know the names of 50 other people. How are you going to honestly, uh, fairly, and, you know, uh, I guess professionally review the performance of 50 different people, many of which... Uh, you don't really manage directly or see their work directly themselves. So how exactly are you supposed to do that in a way that resembles anything even close to reality is even barely motivating to the people who you're reviewing? Um, I can tell you, and you may suspect or guess or even have this experience, what's actually going to happen. The people who do the most for the person who are doing the reviewing get the best scores. Everyone else just gets scores in the middle. And then the people they don't like or the people who have a bad reputation get managed out or get the lowest scores, which means no bonus, uh, you know, no raise kind of thing. Um, and that's not really performance management as far as I'm concerned. That doesn't really um, help people grow. I mean, the only person it really helps, perhaps, are the people who are getting the good scores and are closest to the person because they are developing already because they're working closely with that person over time. However, if you take a look overall um, at the health of the team, at the effectiveness of this group to, for the organization, that sort of overcrowding uh, is not a good way to manage performance. So what might work better. Well, you can imagine a scenario where if you have 50 people um, and you have, you know, each manager manage no more than, let's say, two to five or six people, depending on what makes sense, right? And, and you know, the size of the group and the types of roles that each of the managers and people who are managing those people are doing, right? So you can imagine at those sizes, and now you're not overcrowding, right? You're spreading it out a little bit more. You can have um, much better conversations, 
You can schedule more meetings, right? Because how am I going to schedule more than one or two meetings a year with 50 people? I mean, twice, that's already 100 meetings versus if I'm managing two people, I could schedule a meeting every week. And then that's, you know, 52 meetings um, and I'm adding in all, you know, I'm not taking out all the days for holidays. So really, realistically, it's probably more like 45 or 46 meetings. So you're getting much more, much more value. Uh, when you hit that right level and you don't overcrowd in terms of the way you manage people, in terms of the way you mentor them, uh, teach them, and help people develop. And that benefit will inure to the organization, to the team, and to you. You'll have a better experience uh, if you're managing a reasonable amount of people. So what I'd love for you to do today is ask yourself, you know, do you have the space you need to manage people correctly? And are the people uh, who maybe you're managing, do they have the space they need to develop correctly? And even if you're not managing people, right? Uh, I think right now I'm managing one person. Um, there's been times where I've managed, you know, three. Uh, and, and there's been times where I've managed none. Uh, but even if you're not managing people, um, you know, ask yourself, um, are you being overcrowded, right? Does your boss have enough time to manage you properly or do they have like 12 other people in addition to you uh, that they're trying to manage and it makes it so difficult to get their time, makes it so difficult to understand what's for them to understand what's going on. Uh, and if that's the case, think about what you might say, do or strategize to put yourself in a better situation. Uh, the first step, um, you know, the key is not just to change things right away. The first step is to understand the dynamic, uh, express those concerns, share them, um, and see what can be done. And if uh, nothing can be done for you, um, then you begin to think about what you might be able to do for yourself um, so you're not in a, in a sort of low development situation for longer uh, than you absolutely need to be. Well, thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsors. get asked, why did you create the Thrive Guide for High Potential Underrepresented Professionals? It all started out with one unanswered question. How do you thrive in environments where your advancement is still considered an anomaly? I know far too many talented, ambitious, and devoted professionals whose efforts to climb the corporate ladder were met with resistance, broken promises, and sometimes outright sabotage. As I looked for guidance to meet this challenge, there wasn't much out there other than the generic, you have to be better and work harder than everyone else. While I see some wisdom in this, it ignores the damage that this double standard wreaks on your mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. It also doesn't provide any specific strategies on how to handle the daily challenges, such as microaggressions, that create extra drag on your performance. I began to explore this for myself when a few pages of notes turned into 33 lessons 
2.5 hours, and a lot of video editing. The final result was the Thrive Guide with its seven strategies to thrive. Each strategy is designed to address challenges that are rooted in societal, institutional, and personal expectations for groups that have not been, and largely still are not, prevalent in leadership positions. If you refuse to have artificial limits placed on your advancement, but continue to be met with resistance, then this Thrive Guide is for you. Available now on Udemy.com. Let's get thriving. Hello, and welcome to Executive Presence Morsels. This will be Events Week, and a lot of the content for uh, this week of episodes is inspired and from a book that I recently read called The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker. Exceptional book, uh, whether you're an event planner or whether you're just a person who happens to plan meetings uh, in your work or personal life, there is just a wealth of information and deep insights that Priya has brought in terms of how to uh, intentionally create meetings that will be exceptional, the type of meeting that people remember and talk about for many years to come. And one little side note, um, like myself. Uh, thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you again. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel. So.